I took a note, you guys, to talk yeah. about today. Um, I was in a parking lot yesterday with my signal on to go into a parking spot. And I'm waiting for just someone to like physically move, like walk past so I can safely pull in. And this old man just comes in and just pulls right in. Mm. And I know he clocked me, like he looked at me, but then just pulled right in. And I sat there and I was like, do I let this go because he's old? How old? Yeah, there's there's. I mean, a it was off. a rinky dinky car. Like like his car was full of papers. It's got to like, be seventy five plus. Otherwise, I would say I, he was. Otherwise, I'm pulling over. I'm getting out of the car and confronting. And not you know not necessarily with physical violence, but there no. there is going to be some uh, accountability that will be held. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm gonna let this go because there's another spot. But like. What? It's probably easier. But he for... looked at me though. He knew. He knew. He knew. He saw me there with my blinker and he nope. just looked at me and pulled in. And then when I pulled into the other spot that was nearby, he kind of sat and like stared at me. And I was like, why are you looking me down? I'm letting this go. Unacceptable. He's probably like, what can I get away with today because I'm 80 and have papers in my car? Well, I want to do that. You're trying to rile me up and the show just started and I'm I'm going to be in a mood this whole episode because right. I fantasize I, I fantasize about this happening to me. And I fantasize, <laughs> especially because I like I pretend like I know what I'm doing when I box because I've been, you know, I, I hit a bag at a gym you know, <laughs> right. for an hour. So I, I fantasize about like, all right, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to come out. I'm going to open his door with the left hand, grab his neck with my right hand, pull him out. I'm going to hit him with like a, a left hook, right combo, duck, hit him in the body. Like I start getting into detail about <laughs> the way I'm going to hurt him. And um, and what I do is like I find that just the act of thinking about it gives me some sort of relief. Right. Mm. Until I look up again and, you know, and I see, you know, but it, it is... It is tough. It is tough to manage, especially somebody like me who's so quick to anger and has such a hot head. It it is very tough in Los Angeles to deal with this stuff because everyone is in their own GD music video and they think their life is like, this is it, man. I'm the star of my own show. That's my parking spot. I didn't notice anyone uh, else out here. If they didn't pull in, it's their fault. This guy's not letting me zipper in traffic. I mean, there is a lot of there's a lot yeah. of that, and there's a lot of tests patience that you that you go through just on the way getting here on the way coming home and and i for one um am not i don't have the personality type that really does well in those types of things i i have a a feeling of justice like i need justice Mm -hmm. yeah and if somebody in my eyes is not acting fairly for some reason and this isn't right but i feel like i have to be the one to like Fine and for give sure. the justice. Yeah, and if, and if that's you don't not my do place. it, if you don't do it, it bothers you for days. Weeks. I should have called well, you, know you what, and just put you on speakerphone. Well, and you know what? What's, rip him a new one. The only reason I don't do that is because in those instances where I have, in my idea, given out my brand of justice, I've always crossed the line in some way, and I end up thinking about it way more, and I cringe about it way more than I would have if I would have just let go. Oh, see, I don't. See, I would just politely be like, hey, just so you know, you're a real fucking piece of shit. (laughs) And then just like, like I wouldn't, you know, like that would be my thing. But I'm- Can you imagine if I just did that? If I went up to the old man like in Target and like the aisle, I'm like, just so you know, you're a fucking asshole. And then just walk away. Or you say it like with a smile while you're grabbing cookies. You're just like, you know, you're a real piece of shit. And then you just (laughs) grab and put in the thing. I had a thing one time where- I was, I swear, this sounds fucking made up because it's so, to me, because I'm fucking nuts, but the um, the elevator door opens at the lobby. A delivery guy gets in before I can get out, turns around right in front of me, stands there, and pushes the button for his floor. I lost <laughs> my shit. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, is this how you do it? Where, like, I, I was just so, like, I, I couldn't, I was like, where? I'm like, you've been in a fucking million elevators. You see the thing. You let people get, even if, let's say, sometimes you get in by mistake because you're operating, oh, a little too fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. You, the first thing you do is move over and apologize. He turned around and stood right in front of me. So I know, I, I remember my first line was, I said, excuse me? <laughs> like, I, and I was so, and then I just fucking went in on him and I was, and like, uh. He didn't, you know, he, he knew. I think How did he, he react? He, he kind of knew what he did was an asshole, but also, like, didn't care and just, like, was, like, tapping the elevator button while I was yelling at him, you know, to, like, go. And I was like, no, like, I'm fucking getting this out. Other, like, I don't cringe Were you in later. the elevator or are you, like, outside of it? 
Uh, it's mid. It's all happening. So like, so like, excuse me was with my with with his back to me, and then like he moved like kind of like flinches, and then I, I'm I just start going off on like how this to me is crazier than like anything else. Yeah. Like if I see somebody commit a murder, I'm like, okay, well, there's fucking murderers out there. We're like, you sir are one of a kind. Like, how many right. people? Like I've I grew up in a building with an elevator. Yeah. Always buildings and elevators, and you have that moment where like, there's oh, elevator I'm sorry. etiquette. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, I was getting on, and I didn't let you get off first, and you apologize, and you move out of the way, and you even hold the door for somebody. This guy fucking turned his back. You don't turn your back to me. Not yep. okay. That's it. What if I mean? What if I told you that you would have an easier? And I'm I'm just learning this and turning the corner on it in my own life. But what if I told you you could live a happier life if you just let it go? Because well, I, this I, is something that Rob and I kind of were just talking about. Yeah, I, I before I, we started recording, I, I just because I've done both ways, right? I've let shit go, and there's some things where I go, you know, that that's something that you could let go, and then there's some things where it's like, dude, you're the only guy I've ever seen do this, and no one's ever said anything to you, so get ready, like clear the fucking plate, clear clear the dirt off the plate, right. like I'm I'm stepping up, and I ha- because there's just that's Eiler justice. There's just some <laughs> things where like I. You know, when I'm in a more content place, if I happen to be in like a content time in my life where just things are kind of flowing and they're all good, I let shit go a lot easier. I mm-hmm. mean, of course, but Rob and I were just talking about like so many of us humans create our own problems or look for problems because it's just weird to go through life without them. Mm-hmm. And we were saying like other than health, but sometimes health even itself, people will bring upon themselves like issues. Like you could do things a lot differently and have life be a lot more harmonious, like even in like tradition and things like that. Can you tell the story you were saying to me? So I, I was I was saying I'm, I'm watching 90 Day Fiance, you know, <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. Are you telling me? Do I know it? Because this is a show we've talked about. Oh, really? Are you a super fan too? No, I've I, never I, I only seen know it. about it because Rob sent me a <laughs> me clip too. of it. I get all my me life too. every other lesson. day. He's like, okay. dude, look at this guy. So let me explain to you what's going on, right? There's this guy, let's say, uh, make it up, he's 40 years old. He's living <laughs> in some town, wherever. He's talking to a woman who lives in like Russia. Like She's a 10, she's a blonde. She sends videos every day where she never says his name. It's always just like, hello, my husband's. I loves you so much today. Yeah, like she's pumping these out for many, many exactly. men. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah, or it's like, you know, she's, yeah, there's like s- some house of like men who are sending these out to all the phone numbers, sure. you know, where she's just like, she gets paid 200 like bucks to make She's like held captivity in a room and told to make these videos. That's exactly what Jamie said. So yeah. she's like, you know, I love that's you, where, whatever. That's where my head went. So now he's been talking to her for two years. Never FaceTime, never nothing. He actually does speak to her on the phone. But what happens is she says to him, listen, there's a war going on in my country. You can't come here. So he's like, well, I have Google. He's like, Google, there's no war. Like, there's no, there's nothing going on. Like, everything's fine. Are you in the Ukraine or? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's, I forget, Russia, wherever she is. So he goes, okay, fine. I'll even buy that. So here's what I'll do. I'll send you a ticket. I'll pay for it for you to come to Mexico. We'll get a room at this resort and we spend a week together. This guy, okay, here's the part I left out to Jamie because I wanted to say this in the podcast because it's unfucking believable He brings, the, he gets to the, the place. He's never met this girl before, by the way. Two years of talking. He opens up his suitcase. There are not one, not two, but seven pair of edible underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which, one for her, one for me, and the rest as a snack. I, and he's like, yeah, I, I got oh these edible God. underwear. And I don't know what, like, how the producer, by the way, producers of fucking 90 Day Fiance, you guys are very good, but you failed here because they didn't bring up. Why you have seven pairs of fucking edible underwear in, in right. this fucking thing. And not only has that, he has a fucking engagement ring. Like, he's full on ready to fucking, will you marry this me? Poor this poor guy. And then she... That is bad producing. You, sh- you should hear in that episode somebody <laughs> off camera in the background going... <laughs> What's with all the edible underwear? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Would you like to speak on that? <laughs> that was my first question. I was like, oh, I can't wait till they get into this. It's so the guy fucking he's he's there. He has the room. He has everything. And she's like, okay, like she's gonna show. All of a sudden, she stops answering the calls. 
doesn't answer text message, doesn't answer that. So for like three days, he doesn't he doesn't hear from her. He he's by the fucking pool in his jeans, like with them like rolled up with just his feet in the pool because he's so upset. And they're like people are coming up like, hey man, because like, they see the cameras. They're like, why are you so you know? Come on, let's have a drink. And he's like, oh well, you know, my, like sharing the fucking uh. sob story. It is. And by the way, he gets on the plane home and he's like, you know what? I have to go there. He's like, that's what I have to do. Like I and it's just like you're watching this guy and you can't believe because he seems like a normal nice yeah. guy and you're like. I just want to know, like, what's going on in your life? Like, let's say, let's say he fell for this for three months and went on one trip, and she didn't show up. It's like, okay, you're you're a little gullible, you're whatever. He she's got he's gone on four trips, and she just never shows up. She never gets on the plane. She, he's I forgot I didn't say he has sent her fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the game. This is a a, a, a version of catfishing that is like he lives in shambles. Yeah, it's a scam. He it's gets like, like advances from his boss all the time, so he could just send her money. He's ne- I, and even even if he said, you know what, I met her at a bar, we banged once, and she's been doing this to me for two years. I'd be like, okay. The yeah. fact that he's never like seen her, touched her, th- and then like all of his friends, his brother, they're like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what? Are you-? And he's like, no, man, in relationships, like this is what you gotta do. And you just watch this guy, and you're like, you're torturing your mm-hmm. your. And by the way, yeah. a lot of these stories are similar. Like this is happening on the show over and over. I cannot right. turn away. Yeah, it's it, people are in straight up denial. It, I think that's just because people are so lonely now. It is loneliness. I think is like more widespread. Is it because than more can be done at home and sure. can, like from your phone and? From... I feel like it's easier to date than ever. It's, no, it's... it's easier to fulfill those things from your home. Yeah, I mean it's it's easier te- on a technical basis. But like the ability to go out and talk to somebody at a bar, like start cold, start a conversation like that is going away. Mm-hmm. And instead you're being replaced with like, technically people could do what you do all day. Watch great TV at home, <laughs> order, you know, Uber Eats or walk to the Whole Foods and then just like maybe interact with two, one to two people a day. I know there's days where I don't interact with. For sure. Very you many guys people. are my two people today. And what that does is it, it creates that coupled with the fact that you're on Instagram with all this FOMO and looking at everyone's like perceived mm-hmm. lives and all the quote unquote adventures that they're going on every day. <laughs> and all that is compounding and making you feel even lonelier because like, oh, look, all my friends are they're in uh, Cancun right now. They're all they're all, you know, everyone's partying. Everyone's at this bar, right? you know, and it, it makes you feel like a loser. So you start doing things like reaching out at home, reaching out to people like this guy when the, in these Russians going on these weird dating sites, giving people money. But why couldn't he just date a girl who lived in the fucking town next to him? Like get get on Tinder and set it for 30 miles. It's so much if you're if you're uh, an introvert or if you have social anxiety, isn't it just way easier to like be able to craft your message carefully via like a computer or Yeah, he or a can phone? do that f- from 30 miles away also. And by the way, he's getting on a plane and going to another country to meet this girl. How much of a fucking introvert can he be? I no, I understand what it sounds crazy, but I'm I'm saying this is I'm probably pissed. like there's a lot <laughs> this is of what people. What he feels good, safe. He probably yeah. just would be fucking terrified but if then, she actually but, showed up. But then why not put on the fucking charade of I, going I, to fucking Mexico and then why not just stay for home the show? And, I no, also he's do gone think four times. I also do think there is like a sm- in the back of his head he knows that this is a scam. Yes, and and it's almost like there is some sort he's of mutual himself. beneficial agreement. That they're like, well, at least this girl is talking to me, and okay, well, if I do have to pay her, great. Like people are in mar- marriages, and they have to pay for a lot of stuff, and like this is my version of that, and I get my fulfillment from another person this way. What's different about that versus going to a bar and meeting somebody in real life and buying them dinner? Like to them, maybe that's not. It's not a different situation. Yeah, it's like when I when I lived in Vegas, I knew strippers who were like, guys, pay me five hundred dollars to come over and just kick them in the balls and like step on their balls and like <laughs> do all this crazy shit, and you're like. I think we know exactly what? who you're talking about. We, we, we know that guy, and but there's, those people exist. You do? It's ins- we. <laughs> there's somebody out there for sure. No, who, but like you know someone. We know somebody specifically. We know. A guy we cannot a name him. Weirdo. As much as we want. But to. just I, I, I don't. It's like it's like when girls do that whole thing of like choke me. Like, I like that. Slap. But then, but the, the, the thing is, it's like I'm Jambian. I'm, a, I'm as a there guy spending my whole life 
trying to avoid those things. Oh, I mean, there's Are your balls difference. getting stepped on with a stiletto? Getting choked, getting... It's like no, my... I can't I even want, wear no, a tight shirt. I don't shirt. want it tight. I just like the... I like the idea of being handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's that, but then it's like, I'm also like uh, a fucking used to be actor, not a fucking doctor. Like, I don't know how hard to fucking choke you or when you're gonna fucking... Do- what oh, if I you- don't want to be really choked. I, I just get- want well, your hands oh, no, around There's girls who want to be like... Oh, see, I'm not like that. I gotta say, as a as as a uh, a man, a heterosexual man in this current climate, there is a sense of you're like, like better avoid... Yeah, I am <laughs> sort of on the sexual spectrum. Uh, there is a sort of, well, like, I could... This could potentially end up like really bad... You know, especially if she comes up with some bruises the next day or like, you know, you want the the girls are like, just take charge, just do it. And like a lot of times guys are like, okay, but I don't know where the line is. And like, I don't want to go too far. And it's and like, I don't want to hurt you, but you kind of want a little bit. It's like, you know where I think it comes from for me is that because Cutter's very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And. He's, he's a like, strong, he's, he's like, a very strong guy. Yeah, too. he's like, I love you. Like, you're my wife. Like, yeah. I love you. Like, I want to take care of you. Yeah. But that's and your I whole reason. I want all of those things. But then I also just like want to feel yeah. what I know he fantasizes about other women doing. And I want that to be me too. I want to be all the things. Hmm. But I think there, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think I want to be all the women you think but, about. But I want to be every know, version of But you of know her. he thinks right. about that with other He's a human being. Well, some guy, like, when I, if I do watch porn and it's once in a blue moon, <laughs> I don't, I don't look for that in my porn. I'm not saying for looking for like dominatrix shit. I'm just saying just like, like the girl housing. I want to fuck. Okay. You yeah, know how they say you the girl you want to fuck choke. and the girl you want to marry. I know, but there's, yeah. but the action of taking a bit more control instead of being so loving all the time. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like. I'm every version of a woman to you. Does that right. make sense? It could be like throw you up against that. the wall. Like that, I'm f- yeah, that's great. But that I'm okay with. That's like, what I like. You know, wrap your fucking arms around my neck. We'll do that. It's like that, that stuff is fun. But when it's like, hey, choke me, I'm just super uncomfortable. And then there's, you know, there's this other thing that like I about. I don't know about. if I've ever said the word <clears throat> choke me. I should take that back. I should there's, take that. I don't like being choked. There, I've never been choked. Yeah. I want to be like, like. Squeeze my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel like. He's taking charge. Right. Yeah. I don't want to feel in charge all the time. That is a thing women say. I've I've come across that, and I've, and I've always, I think that's the note I get. For sure. It's like they want it to be like animalistic. Yeah, they want to know. They barbaric. want to feel wanted because sometimes want sex the, can be I repetitive. Man, I am Tarzan. You and Jane. You are Jane. Like I yeah. kind of want that for you. Don't ever yeah, want you really anything want to that feel for clinical. me. Then that's good. Sex is going to last two minutes. Yeah, like that's three what minutes. Yeah. yeah, once it's like that barbaric thing, I'm not gonna be like, oh, how am I gonna please? It's just like, Bruh. you know, <laughs> and you're just like, and then I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> everything's yeah. all. But th- there's something that I thought about years ago, and I told this to my friends, and then I kind of let it go, and now this conversation is bringing it back, where it's like, I know there's there were a lot of girls who were it was like girls who were like, you could do anything, like do anything you want to me, like that's their thing. It's like they yeah. when, when it's time to have sex, it's like lay in bed, and it's like you could do whatever you want, and it's kind of like give me some guidelines. But yeah, also, but it's also like okay, so I had to fucking court you, I had to fucking take you on a date, I had to fucking pay for it, I had to work to get you back here, I had to, I do all these things, and now when it's time to fuck, you're like, okay, do whatever you want. And so you like, want the well, woman to take a little bit of initiative and, and charge. Them. Yeah, I like, I like, I don't know, I, I just well, I, when you're in the dating world yes i would like the i i would like the guy to be more focused on me mm-hmm. but that's what the but whole when you're thing in is. an established relationship you need to have the roles be like it needs to go back and forth mm-hmm. See, i don't I think... want i cannot have all the control in my hands all the time i get yeah. very uncomfortable with i feel i it's you start to look like small to me like you start to when feel what? like like when I have too much control, when it's yeah. always up to me. Like, oh no, of course. I don't That's need to I'm look talking any about. smaller in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like I want to be like, don't ask that. me every time. Just do it. Oh yeah, yeah no, for sure. No, who's because if you ask, ask me a lot of the times, time? I'm going to say no because I'm some, tired. So, Cutter's like, hey, can we have sex tonight? Well, he doesn't ask like that. I'm sorry, Cutter. You don't sound like that. He's like, no, but he'll ask. He's like, babe, are you like, what? How you feeling? He licks his lips three times and puts his finger in there. I've had girls who have been before like. 
we haven't we haven't like had sex in three nights. And I'm like, you know what to do. Like, you start fucking making out with me, <laughs> ladies. He sex. is single. Make yeah. sure to contact like, him I, at Ask. I'm just saying, like, there's no like mystery to like what gets me going. It's like as soon as we start making out, you fucking sl- little little upper thigh on. My crotch and we're yeah, let's go. We're having sex. Look, but we like, know if we've anyone's listening to this podcast, we know that there's a lot of stuff that you will have done to you and your butt. No, there what? is no, there is no line, dude. That you. was one time. That was like an exciting one time, exciting story. That was like crazy and whatever. I'm not mm-hmm. a girl hasn't done anything to my butt. Maybe since that girl fucking licked my butt. I, I've, and I've had girls who I was dating where the, what? Jamie always tunes out in this thing. There's something you're hiding, I think, here, Jamie. Nothing I'm hiding. It's What's wrong with your butt, going, With the choking, you all perk up. And then the butthole thing, you kind of like, you, I don't know, what uh, is that? Because the licking of a butthole, it's like, too, like the visual just comes really vividly to me and I just need a minute. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we're talking, that's why I talk about it because it's it's crazy. Like the, the, And it's, it's, it's 90% the hair. It me. just gave me a stomach ache. I'm not even. I don't know why. It's 90% I agree. The hair. It really. That's the name of this episode. It's 90% the hair. Yeah. I think. I just. I really do. I think like my like. There's hair back there. That's so fucking gross. By the way, I. I don't. There's nothing about like I've had girls who I date where they're like, oh, let me like do this back there, like rub back their finger. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not my fucking thing. But I told the story, episode two, because I feel like it was needed. We were talking about fucking buttholes, and that's what that's. I, I want to share with people. We weren't talking about buttholes. We were talking you about were talking, butthole cleaner. <laughs> oh, that's Bidets. how it started. Yeah, but days is what led to the girl, the shot girl. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I hope to see you both at my bidet party. You, you know, <laughs> happy bidet. I want to know, <laughs> I want to know if your guys' boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, whatever, have listened to the show and what no. they think. Really, Cutter hasn't listened yet. No. Are you why? I don't know. He's been sick. We He's can't busy. Out. You didn't tell him like, hey, check out episode one. Even wow, we need the listeners. I did. I, I mean, he's he doesn't even listen. He doesn't listen to the other podcasts I do. Like, he's just that's probably good. If we can't get our significant others to listen to this, how are we ever going to succeed, guys? I actually would rather him not. <laughs> Really? Yeah. See, I th- I just think the reason I ask is because whenever I hang out with Cutter, he fucking loves my stories. He loves he, your well, stories. Well, we all yeah. love your stories. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, he he likes it because he's like, you know, the baseball player, the on the road, like the fucking locker room, like shit. And oh, I yeah. Feel baseball like, players are dirty. Yeah. I'm not saying Cutter is, no, but they, no, they yeah. do some fuck. They, I remember the baseball players at my high school, like, did some weird stuff. Yeah, like, they all did, did the a, lot of urine, a lot of urine-based stuff. There was like, you What know, do you mean? I there's I, just I, I I like can't think of what you're trying shoot to shoot a straight. Cass. I think there was something about like uh, somebody pissing in a condom, filling it up, and throwing it at somebody oh, in the locker. Jesus like Christ. there's just a lot of like poop. There's a lot of poop stuff. Somebody pooped on a plate in the in my math class. Um, mm. Why? Th- this is Newbury Park. Why was High there School, a plate in your math class? <laughs> no, it was after lunch. He <laughs> <laughs> probably he probably got a pizza at lunch. <laughs> Um, yeah, a baseball player is always worth tip of the spear when it came to gross misconduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, and it's also like they're traveling on a bus with 30 guys or however many they guys. They play 120 all... something games a year. A lot they're of homoerotic stuff, a lot of patting day. on the butt, a lot of like, we're, we're, naked, we're, we're naked, we shower day. together, but also choking. we're macho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Light we're fucking choking. grabbing this stick and hitting ball. You know, there's a lot of. There's a lot of symbolism. <laughs> the symbology. Very so has your, your girlfriend's listed. What does she say? She, she loves it. She actually really enjoys it. And I and um, I want to get her on here, but she she's very positive and she's had nothing but nice things to say. And I think she did make a comment about you you and your whole butt episode because that was that was one that recently came up. So what'd she say? What was said comment? <sighs> you know, I don't know if it was something like maybe we should try that or like oh! if, no, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Um, so wow, it was all positive. Just, I'm, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> does thanks she for li- making it weird. Does she like me? That's my only question. Aw, absolutely. Who wouldn't? See, by the way, can I just say, Jamie? You know how you get people to tell you that they like you? You just fucking. You don't even. You don't. That's not you a ask. Thing. No, it's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. And all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, you know, you're good." That's what's gonna happen. What do you here. mean? I don't understand. Like, I think. No, I don't know what I'm talking about it either. But I, I just, I don't know. She you just think if me, I just like, what'd she send you? She just sent me a text. She's out. She took out my uh, mom and my aunt for so lunch and a shopping trip. And uh, she sent a, she sent a selfie. And then she said, now we're buying lingerie for your dad. 
<laughs> that is so cute. I, I texted what her. What am I supposed to think of it? She texted like, oh, I listened to Did the first episode. The it was great. See, that's what I mean. Like she she texted me like, oh, I listened to the first episode. It was oh, great. That's I don't. Sweet. Yeah, it's like, you don't even ask. And people are like, oh, it was great. And she said, um, I just texted her and I said, I just really want to thank you <clears throat> for letting Kasim do this. <laughs> and I said, you won't be sorry. It's nice because, to tell. Because it's she's nice. the boss. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to recognize that. I saw her uh, at work a little when we went camping and I saw her like directing people around and for one second somebody kind of like went to look at their phone or look away and something and she pointed at her eyes with like the double fingers and pointed at their eyes and she was like, hey, she was like, look at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, like the what, like you know? It. But then yeah. she's all submissive trying to shove her tongue in your ass in the bedroom. That's how it goes, right? She's a force, for sure. Um, I'm sure she'll oh, have sorry, a lot Kat. to say. You know, so, some people might say, you can't shut her up. <laughs> she's going to have a lot to say. Even when, when you choke her, she just... Even when she you choke her, <laughs> she'll still be talking. It's like, God damn it. You ever stop? No, she's great. We have a good time. You know what? You know what story I thought about the other day? So I... we used to, When we used to do Sopranos, you'd have to do a read-through. A read-through is like... I think we might have explained it already, but just in case... Everybody sits around and you read the that's episode. That's in the episode. Yeah, you read the... So the next episode that's coming, everybody does a read-through. You sit around. You're all in the same room together. Eating right. lunch. Yeah. Everyone they, in the cast. And you mentioned before, people that you don't normally get to interact with when yeah. you're shooting. Like a big round dais, if you would. And the yeah. director sits there and the writer sits there and they take notes of how they're hearing it out loud, right? And I always thought it was like a no-pressure situation, but apparently I'm hearing from other people I, that... Well, I did... Where <laughs> we came from, I thought so too, until I walked into a new show and they were like, uh, it's it up. Mm. That is so fucking Gross. crazy. But anyway, we were, I was going to one of these one day and you kind of like, it's a different attitude than than kind of like work. Like when you go to work, it's like going to school. But then when you go to the read-throughs for me, it was like going to the last day of school. Like you're kind of like. It's uh, so chill. Yeah, yeah, like you're just like, whatever, everything's going on. And I remember there were like, there used to be these guys who would find out where we do the read-through and they would wait outside with pictures for us to sign. So we'd have to go through and, you know, you sign it, you sign who it. Who are these it. people? I don't. I mean, back Same then ones. there Same was like I think like a, the ones listening to this podcast. I, I appreciate I appreciate you guys listening. But you dorks. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So wait, sidebar. There was the last fucking thing that we went to was the twenty year anniversary of Sopranos, and when we came out, this guy asked me to sign something. I sign it, and then he fucking goes into his bag of tricks to like find another you know cum filled picture of you. <laughs> he he takes out the the picture, and then he fucking like pushes me. To get to you. And I fucking, Oof. yeah, I was like, I forget what I said, but I definitely snapped at him a little. And then I remember like, remember we were driving away in the car and a guy pulled up and I was like, don't fucking open the window. Where normally I'd always be like, yeah, of course. Like whatever. I was like, don't fucking open. Because the guy fucking pushed me to get to you. I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, and you just make asked you me feel, for something. They make you feel really bad. When you uh, don't. When you don't sign or if you didn't sign enough. And it's a very awkward thing because... Like you see these pictures of like Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie or, you know, these mega, mega, yeah, mega movie peers. stars, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that cr like they always do that thing where they cross the street from where the red carpet is to the true fans. Yeah. And they smile and they sign and everyone's going crazy. I get that. But they're also surrounded but by like, like security. But like when I'm there, I'm like, you have... 13-year-old Maxim pictures. You don't give a fuck about me or my life or you don't, you're not my fan. And also it's never, the, so they like want it's you to sign. So like it's awkward for me because yeah. I feel like a douchebag standing there trying to, like I feel important and you really want my autograph, but these aren't my fans. No, it was back when eBay was big and they would sell them for like mine oh, for like still, eight cents on yeah. eBay. still big. Like if it, was, I just mean for if this. it was young people that are like, oh, you watch my movies, you watch my show, you care about me and I... And wow, that's so special that you that you support me like this. Great, but when it's when it's the other way around, it feel I feel so uncomfortable. But then I'm also made to feel like a fucking asshole if I don't do it. No, you shouldn't feel bad. I have to imagine a lot of those people are in the resale business, like the guy who's all pushing course, you, pushing you out of the way. Not a lot of them. Give all a of shit. them. Yeah, every single one of them because they don't make you just sign a picture. They sign a picture and they lift that picture and the same exact picture right. is under it and they do right. that 15 times yeah. and you're just signing the same picture because they could sell it for, like I said, a picture of me on fucking uh, eBay for like probably back in the day was like $4. Right. And they're just like, well, if I get them to sign 10, it's 40 bucks. And you just do that to every person who he sees walking out of an right. event and all of a sudden, you know, you got fucking 500 bucks and one night of work sitting out staring at fucking celebrities. But anyway, the whole picture thing. So there's a guy standing out there and he goes, hey, would you sign this? 
fucking picture. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. And by the, by then, also we were working so much that you get to know some of them, you know. So you're like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah, cool, of course. So this guy pulls out a picture, and it's me and Jamie on a red carpet, and Jamie's boob is hanging out. <gasps> what? what? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, at an Emmy's. A nip yeah. slip. Total. Yeah. So now we've talked in previous They've, episodes. They brought it out to me many times and I sign over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I circle it. I circle it and put an arrow to it and then sign my name Obviously. underneath. And you say mama. <laughs> There's so uh fuck, I forgot what I was just gonna say. Sorry. Oh, that's oh, my oh, fault. oh. There the way that Jamie is is like, you know, we talked about with Drea, like I can't even flirt with girls in front of Jamie. Because yeah. it's like you know, there's family, but it's also, I don't know. It's just like Jamie's innocence that she hates to hear you, about. That you she hold seems. me in a place that's so, that I don't think many people in my life do. And I really appreciate that. I do for sure. I do. And that I don't hold many people in my life. But that's because like we never had to like deal with bad shit together as far as like, you know, like we We've worked. We've gone through bad shit together. Right. But we worked We've, like for HBO, you know, isn't it like now we're working in this thing. Hopefully we never fucking have a fight or anything. That would be the worst. I can't imagine it ever happened. I can't imagine either, but hopefully that's why Casim and Bryce okay, are here to break it up. But did my nipple make you uncomfortable? So the nipple, no, not that it made me uncomfortable, but like I, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is not only my little sister, but this is somebody who like is so innocent and like this is her fucking boob is hanging out in this picture. And not only is it like, let's say it was like a friend's picture that we took in a roll of film. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. But this guy is like, has 70 of them for me to sign, you know? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go upstairs. That's so weird. And yeah. in my head, it's like, oh my God, innocent Jamie, innocent Jamie. I walk up to her and I go, Jamie, the first thing I do, I'm like beeline for her. I'm like, there's a guy outside. He just had me sign a fucking autograph on a on a picture and your boobs hanging out. And I'll never forget. She looked at me and goes, did it look good? Uh, I did. And I was like, uh. I was so fucking thrown for like, I was like, wait, hold on. Hollywood, you, man. I'm like, it changes you, you. I'm like, did you hear what I just said, Jamie? Your young, innocent boob. Is that your young, 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 your young supple. Yeah. And it was like caramel brown. Never seen a child's mouth yet. White and, pink areola. <laughs> and this might be even weird to say, but it was also even more weird because it wasn't a hard nipple. You know, it was like your soft, like yeah. hanging out. <laughs> nipple yeah so it wasn't like that like sexed up nip so it was so like oh i'm here taking no i was in a black sweaty leather dress yeah and you're like oh i'm taking pictures with my brother just like my arm around him and i love him we're so like eh." and then it's like oh yeah what a risk no double-sided tape no i mean no i was a rookie i slept in wet hair and braids to get like mermaid hair and like did my own makeup it was like very pre like having it doing it properly yeah. i think it was like the second or third remember i brought my dad with me that year to the emmys which made the nip slip even worse mm. uh was and he a, had like mm, a disposable uh, camera with him and he was just taking <laughs> no <laughs> he was taking uh <laughs> pictures like of everyone on the red carpet and with his disposable camera yeah sweet innocent too. yeah for sure of course I remember your grandpa had like a bag, a plastic bag of like socks. My my Whoa. grandpa could not only be an episode of a podcast, he could be an entire yes, fucking podcast. He's like, yes. imagine me, but 80 years old and never did any work <laughs> on himself. So he's just, he was angry at everybody. Every, there was no filter, but everything. I, he was always sweet to me. I loved him, I loved him. more than anything. I like I, did. he is my number one. So that's why I could say whatever the fuck I want. But he was an angry dude. And he was the best, the funny, like you could, I could not call him on the phone and talk for five minutes and hang up without belly laughing. We were in a limo on the way to the Emmys, Robert, his <laughs> grandfather, me and my mom. And he rolls down the window and starts smoking a cigarette. Yeah, like, didn't smoked, ask anyone. He, he smoked Just, cools. Yeah. And he, uh. and I'm like, nobody else I've ever met in my life these 34 years smoked cools. Like, and he fucking bangs the pack on his knee. He fucking opens it up. He starts fucking smoking. And there's like... 10 people like probably in like the back of the limo too were like <laughs> you yeah. know and he's just, and the other thing was I'll never forget it because his pants were high and you just saw the white athletic socks uh-huh. it, he was God. so he had like a tuxedo so on with tuxedo shoes with the white athletic socks and he said the the top of the sock would bother his circulation so he would cut them with like a scissor so they'd be like hanging flapped over out of the pants <laughs> Wait, he didn't was, he bring the plastic bag? I'm thinking, but isn't it his laundry because he was afraid the maid was going to steal it? So here's what he did. Oh. We were flying by HBO first class on fucking Delta or American Airlines. His carry-on was a plastic bag from uh, Key Food. <laughs> and it had his underwear, socks, and all that stuff in it. And when I asked him why, he said, because if the plane goes down, you want to make sure you have 
underwear, socks, like clean underwear, clean socks. I don't know. It was it was still to this day. I was young, so I was just like, yeah, okay. I didn't even like. What do you think deep. the plane was gonna go down? And you'd be stranded on a desert island, and he'd be selling those socks and underwear for no, three he'd be the times. only one that would have you know proper <laughs> he, uh, hygiene. The best is when he would get on a plane with me. He didn't know the difference between Canada, Vegas, L- uh, L.A. Like he, I remember the first time I took him to L.A. He's like, yeah, I think I've been here before. He's like, this is with the fucking casinos and whatever. And I'm like, no, that's Vegas. Like he just didn't give a fuck. And Where he was he from? He was born and raised in New York. Like, but he, and he was like military, like, you know, like he was fucking around, but he just like, he wasn't one of those guys who was like, I'm going to get to know this stuff because people might think of me differently if I don't know. Like if he didn't know, he'd be like, yeah, I don't fucking know. Cause he was, you know, he's a hard worker. He was the best, but he, uh, so he brought his underwear and all like he had two bags plastic white plastic bags from key food and he put them in the fucking overhead in first class with like other people's like louis vuitton and like whatever we get to the hotel room we put the stuff down and then we have to go to like a dinner or whatever and we come back and the maid threw them away oh and she threw he, he he's like i know she didn't fucking throw them away she stole it she went <laughs> and i'm like pop th- she left the fucking laptop but she's taking your fucking underwear, like your giant fucking tidy whities But and he wouldn't. He there was no telling him any differently. He was like, "They fucking she stole my fucking underwear. She's probably giving them to her fucking kids." And, and I was just like, "You know, you just, the, the stories of my grandpa, un, un, unbelievable. Endless. He never ever held back." And I remember there was one time he said this. There's two things I can think of. One, we walked, we were walking into the building, and it was after I moved out of the building, and we had a new doorman. It was like a black guy, and he goes, uh, "Hey, he goes, my grandson." He would call me my grandson or little man. He goes, "My grandson, you see this guy?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "We got a new doorman. He's a black guy, but he's one of the good ones." Ugh! Right in front of this fucking guy, and I was like, "Oh!" oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, 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 "I was like, oh, like." One of the good doormen. Yeah. Like, you know, like trying to get. And then the fucking worst, the most embarrassing shit ever was we went to a dinner. And before that, I had taken to my friend's restaurant downtown, Mark and Eugene's restaurant. So there's like beautiful girls everywhere. So we walk into the steak steak place. I was like up by where I grew up. And uh, we get to the front where the two like Mater D girls are. And they go, oh, uh, what? what's the last name? And he elbows me and he goes, man. These two ain't as pretty as the girls down at your friend's place, huh? <laughs> and I literally, like, if you could, if you could just disappear yeah, and, yeah. like, you're, I was like, oh, oh my. And they for sure heard it. A hundred percent. And by the way, he was he's a talking at them. 80 year old man saying this. You know what I mean? It's not like Brad Pitt is like, hey, you're not hot enough for me. Like, it was my grandpa <laughs> who was literally like, I it was the most uncomfortable. I'll never forget that moment. And it's like, and then the, at that dinner, he would when dessert comes, they give you like the sugar packets and stuff. He would take out the sugar packets and pick his teeth with them, and then put the <laughs> sugar packet back in the thing. So the next people who had to fucking eat at the restaurant would take out the sugar packet, and there would be like a little piece of steak <laughs> on their fucking sugar. My grandfather was un. Believable. My jaw's just on the floor, and I knew this man, and I yeah. loved him. He was, wow. he was the great, and he just everything was fucking. And I would go, "Pop, don't put that back in." He'd go, "Ah, fuck him." <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he was, he was the best. He's, uh, he's like a fucking. I called my grandpa Pop too. He died right before this. We shot the pilot. Really? Yeah, yeah. They would have gotten along. Oh, I. You know, I always get so jealous because I, I, I've never met my grandpa on my mom's side and I met my grandpa on my dad's side maybe once when I was a kid and then and then he passed away because every everyone was lived overseas either in Egypt or, or Egypt or Jordan mm-hmm. so there wasn't like a you know go over to grandma yeah. grandma's house ever and so like I just never you know my family's always been small it's always been my mom dad my brother and my cousin and my aunt and my uncle pretty much there wasn't ever like a you know, I never, I never had experiences like that. I get such a kick out of hearing how <laughs> racist people that are oh. still around, even. My yeah, grandma's like say Negro, and they say, you know, you know, Mima. She's ninety-eight yeah. years old. She lives in wedding. New York City by herself. Now she has a nurse come every day because my mom's makes her, mm-hmm. and. There, there is a filter that gets lost somewhere in a certain age. Um, for her, it happened around ninety, and 
Yeah, she'll be like, oh, this is a Mexican today. And mind you, my grandmother's <laughs> from Spain, Cuba. Like, this is, you know, it's like she's a minority as well. And she's just, you know, yeah, this one's a Mexican. She's all right. And I'm like, Mima, she's right here. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks both Spanish and English. So we cannot get away with this. What are you talking about? I give about? them a pass. I, I don't know. I mean, when they, were, sure. when they were kids, there were two different drinking fountains and you could only, you know, sit in this part I'm of the I'm about bus. to shoot a movie about like segregation and playing oh, really? this wife of a man who was very racist. And it's a true story about this Pastor Paul. And then he ends up um, opening an a interracial church. And oh, it's really? like a big deal and like, you know, people are coming after That's him and great. stuff. But reading the script and like kind of researching that time, it's what, what, it's so intense. What is this, the 50s? Uh, 50s, late 60s uh-huh. is when I kind of join in. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's so hard for me to, I know when there's glimpses of it still in our world yeah. or greater glimpses than I care to, imagine it really rocks me to think about like life like that is your character um play the sort of like oh a husband's just he's uh he's a way he's got a way or no, are you also she racist? stays quiet uh-huh. until it's time to step up and then she tells him i'm really happy you're doing this and it's interesting because i think it was like a time when the woman couldn't really mm-hmm. say i think this is wrong right um. So when he does make the change, it's like there's a change that happens to her where she's like, "I'm finally living a life I'm proud of." Yeah, yeah. But even I just watched this fucking Roger Ailes thing, and you see he ran like Fox News. Yeah. And the shit with him, you're like, no way. Was that with Russell Crowe? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. You ha- is it great? He's fucking unbelievable. He's it's, always it's great. But he. You have to like you can't believe that this was fucking, how racist people are right now. Yeah, well, no race, but this is more like what he how he treats women. D- uh, didn't didn't you like save a girl from getting raped yeah. once? Yeah, Jamie's a fucking superhero. Whoa. What happened? Tell I us. mean, I would yeah. So I was in my I was I had some like per- weird performance I was singing at in Florida for something, and my mom came down with me, and we were going to make a weekend trip of it. So we went to Miami, and we didn't get to the hotel. Like, we had to drive from the city we were in to Miami. So we didn't check in until maybe 1 in the morning, something like mm-hmm. that. So by the time I was going to bed, it's like 1.32 a.m. And I hear, like, a little bit of scuffling in the room next to me. But it's Miami. You think people are drunk, like, they're partying, whatever. And I, for some reason, was, like, kind of listening a little close. Like, this, I wonder what's happening. Like, and I, I hear, like, a no. And, like, I hear more of, like, a scuffle. And then I hear a bottle break. And then I hear a girl like screaming, like, please, please, like someone help me. But and I f- hear the something happening in the door. And my mom is frozen. Mm-hmm. I'm in my underwear and like a t-shirt. And I just run outside. Cause like I don't know why that was my instinct, but I did. And when I opened the hall door, there were people standing and like grown men standing in their doorways, just stare like frozen in fear. And her hand was trying to get out, and you could see wow. him trying to pull her back in. So I kick the door, and my mom is screaming at me because who knows what the fuck this like yeah. weapon this guy has. And I'm just like, I literally tune everything. I was like, I couldn't hear anything. I was just zoned in. I kick the door, and I think that must have startled him. And she comes out and I just grabbed her and pulled her into my room and slammed the door and locked it. And she's covered in his blood and she has red hand marks all over her throat. And his blood. When she broke a bottle of champagne over his head. Oh, that's kind of badass. So she, um, but she's shaking, she's shaking. And you guys, I, again, I don't know where this came from, but I was like, what is his name and what does he look like? Uh-huh. She's like, his name is Steven. He has a British accent. He's wearing a striped shirt. And I just broke a bottle of champagne over his head. And I pick up the phone and I call downstairs wow. and I'm like, there's a girl that's been attacked in room, whatever, whatever. And he's blood in his head. He's, his name is James and he is wearing a striped shirt. Like, do not let him leave. And they're like, what? I'm like, call the police right now. And I sat with the girl until the police came and then they kind of, they took her away. But um, she told me that she um, was living in a hostel. Like she was a runaway. And she met this guy. James was British and he said he worked on a cruise ship and he could help get her a job 
on the cruise ship because he worked for the captain and that um, do they want, do you want to come back to my room and just order some room service and whatever? And he tried to rape her. And um, I had to stay the whole day for questioning That's everything. Crazy. Let me tell you, this hotel, like, <laughs> they didn't cop my stay. Like, nothing. <laughs> I remember when I got home, my brother called to be like, excuse me. <laughs> and they were like, we don't know of any recollection of this or whatever. Whoa. But I had to, they had to stay in touch with me because I had to give a deposition. Turns out this guy had had, like, five stolen identities, wasn't British at all. Like, he was Sounds on like the James run. Bond. On the Ooh. run, had a, like five Multiple different passports. British. Yeah. And anyway, sh- a beautiful end of the story is, though, the police officer, this woman that was working on the case, ended up adopting her. Oh, really? And then she went into the armed forces and she wrote me a letter and like, oh, the picture of her like in uniform. And wow. Yeah. Now she hunts rapists. I don't think I saved her life. She seemed like a pretty <laughs> badass What's- girl. But it was interesting to me to kind of see that like me, this young little 19 year old in her underwear was the only one that stepped in. There was like four or five yeah, people. Yeah, what is it about you that well, your instincts kick in? I have in, no idea. And then you, you know what to do. Whereas like- I didn't. I don't I have, know. I, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I hopefully like me to now, do the same thing, but I don't know. I've never been put in that situation. Well, if you ask me now, I wouldn't say kick the door, grab her, call downstairs yeah. and give his, just, I would never know. It literally was- Something took over. And Jamie's like, oh, you hold me into a higher regard. It's like, no, I just know who you fucking are, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, that was crazy. I don't have any stories like that. You were never a hero, Catherine? I don't think I've ever (laughs) saved a life. If if anything, I've probably put lives in danger. I I, I, I don't... I really, I guess I don't know who I am to the bone until one of these situations kind of comes up. See, I have. I've I've been in a car accident where we were like flipped over, and I knew like where the other kid just like sat there crying, and I was like, "This is what you over the fucking." Because my friend had just gotten into a car accident recently, and he's like, "After the car accident, the thing I thought about was like then a fucking truck coming and hitting us." Oh yeah. And then you're fucking. So as soon as we fucking stopped rolling, I was like, "Do this fucking take uh, getting the seatbelt off." Go and like it was the fucking craziest thing. Like the the car accident I was in, that's why to this day still I don't drive, and I wasn't even driving. Like I was looking down at my foot. We were at a casino for like two or three days, up the whole time, just like fucking. I think I was drinking. He was drinking like Red Bulls. I think I was drinking alcohol, and I had like an iPod at the time. And I remember like we were we were on the highway, and I looked down to change the song, and I looked up, there was just a fucking tree. And I looked to my left and I looked at my friend and he was sleeping. Oh my oh. God. Yeah, and I was like, Mikey! And he fucking opened his eyes, jerked the wheel one way, jerked the wheel the other way. We just start fucking flipping. And then. Did you think that was the end or you didn't even have time to think about it? You know anything? what's insane? It was this like quiet, like that, how that just was. It was just this silent, like, oh. Like, like it was so weird. And you just saw there's no, so it's a Merritt Highway and there's no lights on the Merritt Highway because it's a historical highway. So there's no guardrail, there's no lights. And all you saw was, I'll never forget the headlights pointing out and you just saw gravel like kicking up. And, and you were just like, I don't know how many times we fucking rolled over. And then the second we stopped, I, he was like, you know, like all like limp and crying. And I, I went to fucking open the door and uh, it was concrete. We were on my side. So I was like, get the fuck, because there was smoke because the engine came like through the car. So I was like, get the fuck out. And like, he was like, oh, you know, just like all fuck. He thought his legs were broken, like what they weren't. But uh, I'm like, get the fuck out. So like I undo fucking, or he undid his seatbelt. I remember like pushing him and then we just like were trying. And then there was like weed in the car. So once we got out of the fucking car, I was like, hide the fucking weed. I'm calling 911. I called 911 and they're like, uh, yeah, we'll be there in fucking one minute. We see the ambulance go by, five, 10 minutes later, still nothing. We, I call 911 back. They go, yeah, we picked you up. And we're like, no. They're like, yeah, there was another accident like one mile up the road or two miles up the road or whatever. They fucking thought that we were them. <sighs> so they took them back and we were just standing. It was like the middle of fucking January. It's freezing. Holy shit. We're in the, we're like up to our knees in mud. And uh, I just remember fucking yelling at my friend to like, I'm just like, hide the weed. And he just what he was just like, first he wandered all into like the middle of the road. And I was like, get out of the fucking road, like screaming at him. And then uh hide then we the then the the second ambulance is coming, and all of a sudden we hear a rustling in the fucking woods. And I'm like, now we're gonna get fucking eaten by a bear. And it was like some guy in like shorts and a fucking fleece, and he's like, I called 911, like, is everybody okay? And da-da-da. And the ambulance came 
they put my friend in the back and another car had stopped and they turned to my friend while they're putting him in the ambulance. They go, you're lucky no no one was in the passenger seat or he'd be dead. And I was like, oh, like I was in the passenger seat and all these fucking guys in the ambulance look over at me and their eyes were just fucking so wide. And they were like, what? Because the engine came through the car a little. So it was like, it looked like there was like no room for someone's legs there. But the legs, uh, my legs like pushed, they had marks on them, but it pushed back a little against uh, like the cushion of the seat. So I had like whatever little room it was. And then my, like when I had to get my legs out, my sneakers stayed in the thing because it was so tight so I was like in the fucking mud for like 15 minutes and now in my head I thought one of my feet were broken too because I couldn't feel it but the 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 adrenaline is yes. just going so crazy through your body and yeah it was fu- and to that like I can't really drive like I, if, if I go over like 50 miles an hour in a car I just you start panic. to have a fucking panic attack yeah and I start to freak out but it was a fucking wi- and I remember like to, they were like well then you have to get in another ambulance and I was like no I won't I had to like sign something and I got on the phone and was like I got to call my fucking dad. I got to make sure somebody comes to fucking pick us up. But I remember like later when my friend, when my dad came to pick us up, my friend grabbed me and he was like, there's nobody I would rather have this happen to Mm. than you. He's like, I don't know how. Because I was like the fucking out of my mind, like wacky, you know, like so irresponsible. And when that shit, when that shit happened, I remember it was like fucking bing, bing, bing. Like do this, get out, this, 911, da, is it? And then like I remember like saying like get away from the car because we thought the car was going to explode. But it was just the smoke from like the engine and like yeah. the fucking airbags. Hit, like that shit was nuts. That silence though that you were talking about. Do you remember when I told you um, I was on a plane? Yeah. And I was a little stoned. And... It was this weird thing where, like, I think I fell asleep for a minute and then I woke up. The plane jerked, like, pretty heavily for, like, a second and then it stopped. And I remember people, like, were like, oh, and then, like, kind of just sat there and it was dead silent on the plane. And when I looked out the window, the sky was, like, that really weird red-purple color. And I swear to God, it looked like mountains were through the clouds, but we were, like, well over like mid they were over chicago like flying from la to new york so we shouldn't have been seeing any mountains and in my head i was like oh we died Hmm. we died and this is like i'm on the plane to heaven or something i remember you said that (laughs) word for word and then i remember cutter put his head down and just went plane to heaven like, <laughs> like you're that's so stupid it's and I was obviously because like, i was like on the edge of my seat when you were I telling remember me you told me you're like i love that you were so chill that you thought you died but yeah I, was, I felt so so like was i there felt a sense so surrender it was just a, it was an ultimate feeling of surrender mm-hmm. of like okay like that's how it happened like lost like they woke up and they like they don't remember the crash do you know what i mean like i never saw the show i only saw the first season (laughs) you think i'm ruining it that was like the preview yeah i never saw the show either i have mayday at home i love you all no love you but well, that's got to be well. That's got to be our episode. Yeah, my we'll nanny just, might be down too. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. Okay, guys, yeah. thanks for listening. Um, we sorry. appreciate all the support. <laughs> send, send us, uh, yeah, say sorry, and um, we appreciate you guys listening. Bye, Jamie, and bye, bye. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. I don't know what episode we're on, but we will. Um, we're not. We haven't been canceled yet, right? Not yet. Okay, so so far so good. Um, Thank you guys for any listening. support you guys are giving us, whether it be word of mouth or following us on social media, all that stuff uh, adds up and helps us out and gives us the strength to do it again next week. Anything else? That's it. Okay, bye, guys.